After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of After These Messages, the podcast where we talk about television commercials. We talk about the best television commercials, we talk about the worst television commercials, and we talk about the commercials where kids say weird shit like this. Hey, we're going to break into a construction site. Want to come? <laughs> My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. We, as always, are your hosts. Hey, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. I just realized as we're getting into this, and I, uh, I, I think I'm right on this, this is officially... The beginning of year two for us, right? Is this our 53rd episode? I think this is... Isn't this actually 54? Because oh, so we, we kind of cheated a little bit, and we because we were out of town, we recorded two, in, two on one night, and we released them in two weeks. So I think the second one... I think the one we released oh, last week was actually 53. Son of a gun. Okay, so this is actually episode 54. So I should have said last week, welcome to year two. But anyway, happy... Anniversary. I think we keep saying that to each other, but I'm excited. We yeah, did it for a full year. It's been a, it's been a three week anniversary extravaganza, <laughs> right? And if we can't pat ourselves on the back, who's going to do it for us? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, another big momentous thing happened. <laughs> Maybe even more momentous than the second year of after these messages. We have a history. Have a, will tell. <laughs> we have a new president elect. Uh, if you haven't heard yet, it is true. <laughs> Hillary uh, did not pull it out in the end. I was surprised. Neither did Genevieve or I. As a matter of fact, we are living, uh, or will soon be living, under the Donald Trump presidency. So is that what we're talking about today, Veeves? In a manner of speaking. Um, you know, I think everybody is um, is looking to get back to some normalcy, uh, whatever your political persuasion. Um, I've started sniffing glue again. Yeah. That's, <laughs> uh, in the immortal words of Lloyd Bridges, <laughs> you picked a bad week to stop sniffing glue. Um, but I can't help but think, and we couldn't help but think that... Um, it does feel a little apocalyptic these days, and so we got to thinking about ads and commercials that uh, you know maybe saw saw a little bit of this coming, and <laughs> uh, uh, marketers that use the apocalypse or the post apocalypse to sell their products. Right. Okay. So uh, post apocalyptic commercials. We often think of a good, uh, clever show title as we as we get into today's show, and then of course at the end of the show, as we always do, we have a whole heap of emails and Facebook posts we want to share with you uh, share with you from you guys uh, in our ad council segment. But for now, let's get into these apocalyptic times. For a second, I was tempted just to like loop that part of the song over and over and over <laughs> again and just not stop it until you freak out. Do you remember? I think a station did this in your uh, in your neighborhood growing up as well. We had a station uh, called uh, I don't remember exactly what it was called first. It was like a classic rock station, but it was at one hundred seven point nine on the dial, and then. One weekend, it was switching over to be 107.9, the end. It was the beginning of the alternative music radio scene. And they just played this song on repeat for 24 hours. Did your... Did your you never heard of anything like that? Because I've heard of other people in other markets, stations doing the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of similar stunts like that. Um, but not that particular one? But not... not we didn't have that exact... Uh, 
scenario play out it blew our mind we didn't know what was going on because it did it was that song the end of the world and the year would have been probably like 1991 so the song is maybe four five six years old or something at that point and every time we turn on 107.9 it's just that song playing over and over with no explanation and i'm in eighth grade at the time my sister's a few years older than me and it blew our mind wow not a lot going on in Cleveland, Ohio in those days. Oh, my friend, that was Fairlawn, Ohio, and there was yeah, even less even, going even on. Less. Okay, you want to talk about commercials, fine, that's our mandate. What do you got? You did this entire show yourself this week, so you walked me through it, man. Sure. Well, this is, uh, so we kind of we kind of looked around, and I have to be honest, you know, sometimes we talk about commercials that are fitting into a trend or a pattern. There is not a real uh, deep bench of commercials that take place in the apocalypse for probably obvious reasons, right? Like, it's not it's not going to usually be a a scenario where you people where product products want you to envision right. using them you know like it's not like a real happy home when there's like a bombed out right. building in the background. So we're not going to be talking about the stuff that has kind of popped up around the peripheries before, like us talking about the uh, uh, how to feed your family after uh, all the FEMA trucks pull away yeah, for the last Yeah, I should time. be clear. This isn't like for the real apocalypse. Right. Um, I guess brace yourself for that. Yeah, but it turns out, who's the joke on? Do you want to buy some of that, some of those... Uh, food for patriots? Yeah. I don't think I qualify anymore. <laughs> um, no, this is for... These These are ads where the, the joke is the apocalypse. Right. Right. The right. joke is like, oh, the world ended, but our our your, this truck is still still you know a great truck. Which brings me to our first one. This was a Super Bowl ad. A few of you may remember it uh, from about uh, four years ago in the 2012 uh, Super Bowl. Uh, this is for a Chevy truck, the Chevy Silverado. I don't think there's a ton of of uh, of audio in it, uh, so I'll just narrate it if you want to hit play on that. Okay, let's take a look. And again, I haven't kind of reviewed these, so this is all all new to me. So you're seeing like a like a totally just bombed out city. Just yikes! Uh, it says like the 2012 Mayan. Ap- oh, that was right because it was oh, 2012. Right. So there's all that. This is the year of the Mayan apocalypse. Destroyed bridges and freeways. Right. It's just it's just disaster. Now you see a sort of dusty guy with his tr- trusty dog in a in his Chevy truck, and he's driving through the remains of his city that looks like there's an alien spaceship that's crashed. I mean, a it's, it's giant like, robot head. This is awesome. Like there's also an, uh, a, a volcano that's gone. I was like every kind of apocalypse right. has happened. Now he finds, he gets to an intersection and he sees three of his friends. Okay. And he says, where's Dave? And one of them, they've, they've all pulled up in their, their trucks. They're all driving their trucks here. Should, should we take a listen to the end? What they say to each other? Sure. Where's Dave? Dave didn't drive the longest-lasting, most dependable truck on the road. Dave drove before it. Twinkie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have this, oh, and then a bunch of frogs start and, falling and from then, the sky. And then just to put the, the button on it, a plague of frogs. That's really fantastic. Good I acting, remember, too. It is. It's good. It's subtle. I mean, the, it's not subtle in terms of the visuals, but the the acting isn't overdone. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. I mean, it was a big hit because it's a really, you know, it's a good, it's a good punchline, right? Right, yeah. Um, and it's kind of like, uh, I think they were, they were smart and funny to play off the 2012, yeah. uh, like, Apocrypha. Right, right, right. Now, the next one you have here is another uh, car commercial. This is for the Dodge Charger, and this came the following year, 2013. That's right. What is this? So what you're going to, what you're, 
seeing as you watch, I'm not sure again that you hear very much with this is uh, you see a Dodge Charger and it's it's sitting in front of like a suburban sort of split level house. Um, and it says near future and it's like firebombs and it, it looks like sort of like our time, but there's looters and a lot oh, of bad yeah. stuff happening. Now it's 2023. It looks more like Mad Max sort of militarized post-apocalypse. The car's still driving through it. Now we're in 2031. It's a different future. Now it's aliens shooting. Uh, there's like lasers firing. Ten years later, uh, it's a, it's like just sort of a desert scape. Um, and the the whole idea is throughout this this these decades, you know, these, these rolling decades, right. this Charger stays, you know, hardy and strong and a, a good car. Right, right, right. And as the car moves on, you see, it, oh, at first they put on a, somebody welds a bigger bumper to it, then there's roll bars right. as it goes on. And by the end, you're really in kind of a, a, a you know, another kind of Mad Maxian kind of scenario. Um, and the it's car is even more tricked out. It's how few markers we actually have to signal apocalypse, right? Mm. Like, there's actually only a couple of Things that tell us apocalypse visually, mm-hmm. uh, I think, as I've looked at all these commercials. You do desolation, destruction. I mean, is this what you mean? Just in terms of like, there's a sort of alien. Oh, I see. Apocalypse. There's zombie apocalypse, which we'll get to. We will get to one. What about um, disease? There's often like kind of plague. plague and disease. It's interesting that you mentioned that because I, in doing the research for this, as I said, it's not like they're thick on the ground because it's pretty scary. Yeah. Um, I was looking for plague. Uh, plague style apocalypses and commercials and i couldn't find any i think it really that actually really frightens people yeah and maybe we've had some real kind of you know pandemic scares even just in the past you know couple of decades yeah i mean i mean maybe there are some maybe out somewhere there's a psa out there that that Mm. leverages that sort of uh trope or whatever Maybe there's an ad that I haven't seen. Ad Council, you know, enlighten us if you if you've ever seen one. Get on it. But it is it is not something that I was able to find any examples of. Yeah, I mean, do you want your product to be associated with you know the next time there is an Ebola or some sort of crisis like right. that? Do you want people to be like, oh yeah, wasn't Nike spoofing on that? Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the Ebola scare, and as much as yeah. it was like so overblown here in the U.S., like. Ebola is terrifying. Yeah. If it ever really took hold here, I think we would have, like, our our society would fall apart, like, immediately. Yeah, right, right. Um, okay, so this next one is a uh, is a fave of yours. This I see one in the I notes love, here. and so I had never seen it before. Is this, not a, this is not a vehicle one. It's not a vehicle one. It's okay. for something called M- Mophie Phone, and I think it must not be, I mean, obviously, you've never heard of Mophie Phone. It already Phone. sounds British. So it's it must be either British or just non American, but um, it's it's for a cellular phone. Okay, and is it self explanatory? Should I just hit play on this? Uh, hit play. I think I may need to narrate it. Sorry, okay. this one's kind of going to be a narration heavy. Uh, no problem. Episode. You're good at it, and it takes uh, it takes all the pressure off of me. Okay, here we go. So it's like a guy standing in like looks appears to be like an African village with snow falling. Now gravity has stopped working. Fish are falling on a London street. So we're going, we're seeing the apocalypse all over the world. There's a hurricane in Nebraska. Trees are bursting into flame. I mean, all over the world. Um, Now, like, gravity has basically stopped. Uh, Just, it's it's the end. It's totally the end. Chaos. We've got blizzards in Africa. We've got tsunamis in Paris. And the whole thing's been... There's a dog. A, a dog is walking a person. A priest is looting a store. 
Uh, now uh, the Great Wheel in London is rolling through the streets. Gravity has, for some reason, gravity just stopped working. Gosh darn it! And then what you're hearing there is um, an older Was black man sitting in a pure white room. He's obviously <laughs> dressed in white. He's God, and he's looking at his cell phone, and it has zero battery. <laughs> and all of that was happening because God's battery died. Oh my God, that is an amazing commercial. Isn't that great? Mofi, according to the Wikipedia's, is a California-based technology company that manufactures accessories for smartphones and other mobile devices. For some reason, I thought this was—I thought the product sounded British, and I thought the humor was very British. You know what? I wonder if I misspoke. Then it's not a cell phone company. I hadn't heard of it, so I assumed it was. Mm-hmm. It must just be like battery packs. Yeah, I'll bet you it is. This is what happens when your phone battery dies. That is brilliant. I had no idea yeah, where that was going. Yeah, that's a new one. And also, the cool thing about shooting an apocalypse commercial like this I think is it really gives the directors yes. it really scratches everyone their who movie like, itch everyone like, who didn't get to work on Armageddon is like yeah, cha-ching this is like the, these are the most cine, cinematic scenes you can especially that last one I mean the, the huge budget looking stuff going totally. on there um, yet you could also and I don't know if we'll get into this again I did no show prep for this today but what I like about creating uh, apocalyptic or post even more post-apocalyptic scenarios is you can go huge budget on it but you can also go really low budget I mean it can just be a very sparse like one shot in a desert kind of situation if you just want to kind of give the the feeling of being alone I'm thinking of this is a book not a movie but I'm thinking about like a, the Cormac McCarthy the road kind sure. of feel that you can do very low budget it would be a bold advertiser that would <laughs> in, evoke or invoke the road because that is a that's one of the rare books that I've had to put down while reading because I was too frightened. Yeah, it is a, a very very stark. It's like you know, it's it's not a bloated apocalypse book. It is incredibly stark. It's incredibly short and impactful, and yeah. uh, and uses a very uh, uh, I guess an economy of language that I still obviously haven't grasped myself uh up next the lg ultra thin tv commercial oh this is what we we've talk talked about, about before this, this is, we've talked about it before and it so i won't belabor it uh for for listeners who've heard us discuss it before but it, it fits so neatly into this category i, I couldn't leave it out this uh, is a prank right it's a prank and it's also a long commercial so it's a little over two minutes so i don't think we should listen to the whole thing um Essentially, in fact, why don't we just not even play it? I'll just tell you okay. what happens. Why don't I just tell you what happens? Um, they they essentially shoot it like a prank, right? Like it's a hidden camera. Uh, people come in for what they think is a job interview. Uh, first, they show the first they show the setup of the prank. They're putting this uh, ultra thin LG uh, LG ultra thin TV screen uh, in, setting it in the wall behind. Uh, the person who's doing the ostensibly doing the interviews desk, the boss's desk. The so boss's it looks like desk. a window that, you know, they're putting in the secret cameras to show the things. And it looks like it's set up to look like a window. And they, they put right. on the screen, like uh, an outside scene that, that would appear to be the outside of the, the building. Mm-hmm. People come in for the interview. We're seeing them on their little, you know, fisheye hidden cameras as they're sitting there, they're facing the screen and it looks like, you know, the outside as they're sitting there, the the boss who's interviewing them can't see the screen, and suddenly, uh, basically, the city behind the city in the window appears to 
explode right. in, a, in like some sort of nuclear I'm, attack. I'm watching it on silent here and I'm waiting for it to happen. So is it a big explosion or is it an alien shooting down? I can't remember. I think remember. it's like a sort of a nuclear bomb. Oh, that's right. Oh, here it is here. Yeah. yeah it looks, or like, like a comet. Of a, some sort of a giant comet coming down. Actually, is there any audio here? Now, did we ever figure out if this was really a prank or was this a commercial that was shot in this way so it looks like one of those spoof shows? I don't know if we ever figured it out. I I have no reason to think that it's not real. Mm. I mean, real that it's not a real prank that was played. Right. I mean, why not, right? Like, it is. it does seem... Like, were I in their position, I would probably have that reaction if I... I'd be really annoyed to know that, like, I got up for a job interview that was not real. Right, though. that's what kind of what I'm thinking, yeah. Um, I'm sure they made it worth their while. Yeah, I assume so. But couldn't you... I mean, you really can't see a scenario where a bunch of filmmakers are like, hey, what's hot right now is... Um, these kind of prank show types of things. Let's pretend we're doing a prank show type of thing where we pull a fake prank on a bunch of job applicants. I guess so, but like, why is it less work to do that than to just pull a real prank? Like, they still had to do all of the like setup and stuff. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. I'm looking for. I'm looking for an answer. I can't find it here. I will. I'm going to look this up uh, after the show, maybe, and come back, or maybe you know what? Can we maybe ask an ad council person to do it? I mean, there I must feel, be. An I feel a- like we're putting out a lot of giving them a lot of homework. Well, lately. I just feel like you guys. I'm doing. <laughs> we're doing this for free. Yeah. No, I feel bad that I didn't do more prep for today's show because I am not convinced that I, I would love to know. Okay, you guys don't have to do it. I'll Somehow do it. We've okay. Co- we have covered this commercial Can somebody twice. Somebody send me an email to remind me to get up early tomorrow yes. so that I can know. I'll, I'll look it up if I remember and I won't. Um, because there's legal implications. There's just a million reasons to do this in more of a, a closed set scenario where you can cast people to play the actors who are reacting in a certain way as opposed to like I actually I guess like doing what if prank. someone like, had a heart attack or yeah, yeah. I don't know immediately started looting the office. Yes, exactly. Or, yeah, somebody just starts, like, tearing off their clothes and they have the number of the beast on their chest or something like that. Anyway, right. my Or they're like, <laughs> I always knew this day would come. Like, that's why right. I carry around a handgun Yo, all the time. Like, uh-oh, this really went sideways. Oh, I think I just blew out the recording. Oh, my God. <laughs> imagine all right well time to use that cyanide pill i keep in the fake molar yeah in the, exactly in the back of my mouth they made, they, the first question in the interview is for no reason and it's not important why <laughs> but how have you ever thought about suicide and or do you have the means to commit it right now and we're and let me just be clarify, clarify by saying we are asking all the applicants right and then the applicant says I thought this was a secretarial position. <laughs> I'm a little bit lost here. Okay, uh, up next. Oh, yeah. You and I, when we first started talking about this idea for a topic, this was the first thing that jumped to mind, these Call of Duty Infinite Warfare And, and ads. this one is specifically responding to the election. Now, this one came out maybe a couple of months ago or, oh. well, I don't know, recently. And it's, you're, you're seeing, you'll see, uh, or, we'll, you know, what, what you would see is uh, sort of, you know, humdrum office drone guy walking down the street and he's just bombarded by election news and all the election headlines are like, worst election ever. (laughs) Everybody hates this stupid election. And the guy basically says, the hell with it. Let's go to space. That's what the name of the, uh, he says, screw it. Let's go to space. And then he then sort of like launches into, um, 
Call of Duty. Is the Call of Duty. Uh, oh, this one is called Infinite Warfare because it is more of a, a intergalactic warfare right. scenario. Because the Call of Duties have always been these very realistic, either uh, apocalyptic, you're in like a city, you're doing some sort of mm-hmm. urban warfare or kind historical. of situ- Or historical. And sorry to cut you off, but the one thing that you and I noticed about this, and I think we've noted on the show before, is these ads fit another pattern of commercials, which is... It's a mishmash of actors that we've never heard of and a few just really famous faces. Sometimes athletes and stuff just appear in these Yeah, things. I actually think Call of Duty does a really nice job. I, I hate the, ta- the title, Infinite Warfare. It like, honestly makes my skin crawl. Yeah. Um, and I don't think this one... I, I feel like they're having a little bit of a diminishing returns problem with this strategy that they have. But they are well-produced, right? You have Average Joe out there in his full combat gear now in space, Um and he's fighting, and you know, like I don't think I forget who's in this one, but it's like, oh, there's Dwayne the Rock Johnson, mm-hmm. you know, or whoever. Is Ryan Lochte in this? I maybe. I honestly, some of them I don't. Some of them you can kind of tell by the way they shoot them that the, the that camera the, lingers. The camera lingers, and you're like, oh, you must be somebody. But I wouldn't necessarily, because I'm not a 22 year old, you know, brosif. I don't know who you are. Well, this one, the only actor who's listed in this one on the I spot uh, description is Danny McBride. So he's the. Only, I do. I, I definitely guess. know Dan, Danny McBride. But I'm pretty sure there's at least one other famous person in this one. Um, let's it's see. all set to Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, oh yeah, and Michael Phelps is in this one as well. That's that. I wasn't thinking. I was thinking Phelps, not Lochte. They 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 swim the same sport, right? They do. Okay. They do. Can we talk about just sidebar. There's a there's a um, what's that computer commercial that the guy from The Big Bang Theory does? Oh, uh, in, is it? Yeah, I uh, let me look it up. What's his name too? Well, that actor's name is. Um, Parsons, Jim Parsons. And is he he's in one with Lochte, right? He is that what is. you're getting at? Um oh Intel. And honestly, it's like Lochte's is Lochte trying to be unlikable? I'm, I'm sorry, not Lochte. Um Phelps. He's in a commercial oh, with Phelps. Phelps. Oh. And and Michael Phelps is honestly like the grumpiest, most sort of surly person. And I I I can tell that they're trying to go for something where, like, he's having a surly, he's having a bad experience with his old computer. Oh, it starts with the famous, it starts with a recreation of the shot of him being really grumpy. Do you remember this shot from the oh, Olympics? See, I, it's a no, playoff of that. That's why I didn't there get it. There was a shot of uh, Phelps just because, looking super angry because while. I hate the Olympics. Because you do hate the Olympics. Um,. Uh, so here, I'm just going to play the uh, 2016. So it's playing off of this idea that Michael Phelps is a, is a total jerk now and hating on his teammate. Or at least I, I get that there's something to get. Oh, why the Phelps face? Old computer slowing you down? Is it a real drag? You know. I know. New computers are super fast. And yet here you are with a new world record for the slowest computer. You know about it. Now do something about it. Upgrade to a new... A uh, pretty cute commercial now that you get the joke, right? Well, I don't get it because I don't know what the... I still don't know the reference. Okay. Th- that exact shot that that opens with, with Phelps just looking super angry in the background with his teammate, yeah. who I think... I'm trying to think his teammate was uh, maybe getting a better... Oh, now this is where everybody... This is where literally 100% of our audience knows it, and we don't. But uh, that was a, a shot of him. The media took this one photo that is totally recreated there, where it looks like Phelps is totally being a dick, while his teammate is just kind of like punching the air and getting psyched up. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of read into this like competitive, non-friendly Right, which thing. of course is ridiculous, because like, people make all kinds of faces for right. a fraction of a second. Um 
Yeah, no, like, okay, I get it. Like, I still think Michael Phelps couldn't act his way out of a paper bag, mm-hmm. which doesn't help the, uh, doesn't help it. But clearly he's making fun of his own image here. Yes, and it, it was it was a meme that went around, ang- angry Michael Phelps. Um, let's see here. Um, it was formed moments before the men's 200 butterfly uh, semifinal in Rio de Janeiro. Oh, no, it's not his own teammate at all. I'm being an idiot. Oh, God, can we cut all this out? South African rival Chad Leclos danced or boxed or something in the ready room. Okay, so, so he's looking rival. at a... He appears to be making a grumpy face when his rival is happy. The problem is the people we pissed off the most by not knowing that have already stopped listening so yeah. this correction means nothing but you know what we had a little time to kill so there we talked about it so um let's see here I, should we play this call of duty uh with um danny mcbride and michael phelps yeah let me see let's if i recognize it. anyone else and we yeah. all like to listen to welcome to the jungle In yeah face. screw this let's go to space Poison. <laughs> this is my pool, sea monkey. So that was McBride talking to Phelps. Yeah, you can tell they're f- only the famous, only the specials get lines. Yeah, um, and and what's their tagline? I actually really like it. It's uh, uh, there's, there's a, a soldier, soldier in all of us. us. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, uh, not the best of that campaign, but a pretty consistently good campaign, I would say. All right, what's this Toshiba one? Do you remember this? Um, why don't you hit play on this? Because I don't remember reason. how this the new satellite with Sleep and Charge and Resolution Plus. If we don't include the Impact Smart hard drive, we can ship today. Hmm. So, you want to pause it for just a second? Yeah. Say? So, what's going on here? So, there's a guy who I think is a, is is purchasing a, a fleet of of laptops for his company. Okay. Uh, which appears to be the kind of company where like. People have to take the computers out in the field while they're working on, you know, construction, construction or something. Yeah, right. um, so when the when the saleswoman says uh, we could ship it today without this like reinforced hard drive, uh, he goes into his imagination and imagines the computer gets dropped. Now it doesn't work. Now it causes uh, all the lights to go out and all the power to go out in the United States. That makes the milk in this guy's refrigerator go bad. He drinks it. But he, he smells it, but it's bad, but he drinks it anyway. Now he's a zombie. Uh, he bites his roommate. Suddenly, zombie apocalypse. That satellite has to have an impact smart hard drive. The all-new Toshiba Satellite Series. Gotcha. We thought of That's everything. pretty good. That's a couple of different kinds of apocalypse there. Yeah. Well, I don't the, know if the power going out is like in and of itself yeah, that's an apocalypse. True. I, I, it, it would be for me. Because I wouldn't be able to play Mario Kart. Which, that joke is getting old because I haven't had Mario Kart for years. But it's felt like an apocalypse. All right, we have one more on here. Uh, unless we just want to go down another uh, Ryan Lotke, Michael Phelps uh, fact-checking rabbit hole. I think we just have Let's one Let's just watch more. an episode of The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Let's just do that. Can we make this podcast about The Big Bang Theory? <laughs> God. Can we call this The Big Bang Podcast? Yeah, if we wanted like a million hipsters to hate us forever. <laughs> okay, what is this last one? Okay, so this is one that I remember pretty fondly and have always loved. Liked. It's it's too long for us to play the whole thing, and there's, I believe, virtually no talking. Then can I just play it for sound? So just play it for sound, and I'll, I'll walk us through it. It's uh, it's clearly a, a zombie apocalypse. You know, everything's on fire. This one guy's running through, you know, emptied out buildings. He's running away from zombies who are all chasing him. Again, just amazing cinematography. Right, like, it looks like yeah. pretty much like The Walking Dead. Yeah. You know? Not quite as good, but but, you know... Pretty good production values. Very few people like hiding out in buildings. Our guy runs. He 
throws a brick through a glass door and runs in, and he finds himself in a shoe store, and he finds a little corner and hides. Soon, the horde of zombies is following him inside. They're, you know, doing their thing. (laughs) We heard that. And then, just as they're about to find him, they discover all these running shoes. And they start sniffing them. I'm and starting to remember at them. this. This is a very long version. This is like a three minute version. Well, I looked of, for a shorter version. I couldn't find it. I, re, I, I vaguely remember this. So they're looking at this Brooks running shoe, and a slight light of something comes on in their eyes as the zombies. And our, our hero gets away, but they're too focused on the shoes. Now, next thing you know, they take all the shoes off the wall, and now they're starting to stumble out, still zombie like. But they all have Brooks shoes on, and they're kind of stumbling out into the into the gray light. And are they? I can't remember what the punchline in this is. Is it that the world is even worse off because now the zombies can run like no. twenty eight days later? Stay with it. So all they're right. they're still kind of zombie running, but now as they run along, they're getting a little bit more running like. You know, it looks more more like running. They're still zombies, but they're kind of running. They pass a guy who's hiding in a truck. Um, and one of them stops, but instead of breaking in to the truck, he uses the truck to stretch. <laughs> right, right. And now I, they're now I they're all stretching. That, yeah. They're getting a little bit more sort of human. Not again. They still are made up to look like zombies. Now they're all just jogging down the suburban street. They pass a little girl with a kitten, but they just run on by. Except for one zombie stops and just pets the kitten. <laughs> and I want to say the suburban street is exactly like the suburban street that you see lay waste to in any of this, like so um, Dawn of the Dead, yes, both totally. Dawns of the Dead, I think, that kind of. And uh, now the people are coming out of their houses and the zombies just give them yeah, a what's up. Yeah, and they're just right. And so, and what is the, uh, only because I think, I guess we're getting near we're the getting end of it close. finally. It's yeah. almost over there. They have a new appreciation for life. And they're the, enjoying the nature, the snails, they the They save plants. a little snail. And the, the tagline is, uh, running brings you back to life. Ah, uh, that is a great, great ad. I think it's a wonderful ad. I think it actually, um, it actually, I mean, it's, a, it's engrossing from, oh, I'm sorry, running makes you feel alive. Oh, excuse right. Excuse me. Um, but it's, it's engrossing from a storytelling perspective. Um, and it's, it's so vivid and it really tells you uh, something great. It tells a great and emotional story about the product even in a jokey way. Now, I knew that this was a running... I remember to look for this, and I looked for a running shoe mm-hmm. commercial. I couldn't have told you it was Brooks. Oh, right. See, yeah, and I wouldn't have guessed that either. And Brooks is not a, a brand that is... Like, I would have guessed Nike, right? Like, Well, uh, I guess so, except Nike has such a defined... Um, Nike's had some, some some commercials that I think people struggled with that were too dark there was one where like it appeared that a woman was running from like a chainsaw wielding maniac and i think she got uh, away because she had nikes i think that uh, was Nike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they i think took some flack for that nike tends to stay in the very um sort of straightforward aspirational inspirational territory. and aspirational yeah, yeah exactly including the ones where like okay you're not a runner but you know you still like you ran that marathon even mm-hmm. though it took you God, however one, yeah. but for that but nike tends i think to stay away from things that are sort of this uh, subversive. Right. Um, so, I, and I like Brooks. I think I think it was good on them. They must have, that must have been their whole advertising budget for the year, though, to make that. Can you just imagine for one second, though, if the commercial had ended the way I thought it was going to end? Like, what's the message there? It's just kind of like, 
these zombies they, they're crawling slowly through the world chasing people but then suddenly now they, they're fast zombies. They, they put on these sneakers and now suddenly they're just running quickly through the streets and it just says brooks you're fucked <laughs> everybody's talking at me i don't hear words saying only the echoes of my mind. All right, that music means it's time to check in with the ad council. By the way, Veeves, thanks so much for doing all the work this week and for walking us through few. those. That I was really good. That's really interesting to kind of sit back and just kind of like enjoy these things for the first time <laughs> yeah. and just kind of like uh, enjoy the show like a listener and uh, the only problem is I kind of ruin it sometimes by jumping in but anyway that was really interesting thank you yeah no you you I have had a busy few weeks at work and I know you have been covering for me so it was my pleasure to uh, put this one together um so talking about the ad council um we've got a we've got some good emails uh, particularly it was it was a really good crop this week because we had actually not recorded in two weeks, so mm-hmm. they'd sort of been piling up. So yeah. again, um, we can't get to all of them. Uh, we do keep them all, and you know, we try to come back and do uh, feedback uh, feedback shows. So we'll try to get around to those that we we haven't gotten a chance to talk to. And do you mind if I throw in one thing here that I should have thrown in at the top of the show? Because I'm scared we lost a lot of listeners when I was trying to explain the. Phelps meme, but um, I'm hoping maybe next week, but if we don't get enough... We should call the show Listen Past the Phelps Discussion. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Let's it. put it in the, in the description. Um, I, I was going to say, I want to do this next week, although it really depends on how much feedback we get on this topic, but I posted something in the Facebook group. You can find us at After These Messages. We're now a group. And... Uh, and we had talked about this on the show before, doing a uh, whole show or a segment based on us putting on our judicial robes and picking up our judicial gavel and making rulings on commercials. And making our judicial spaghetti. And, <laughs> and then eating it with our judicial spoons and forks. Um, no, making judgment calls on commercials that you're either on the fence yeah, and on, I, for those who've sent or, them in, uh, I've got them on file. Okay, good. We've been getting some already. Yeah, we've got a handful. Okay, good. And you can so you can email us at after these messages show at Gmail. You can post on the uh, thread that I started on the Facebook group. Um, but like, it also could be one of those things where it's like you love a commercial, but you know your friends hate it, or vice versa, or you just don't know how to feel about it. You want us to uh, kind of make a ruling on that. Uh, send them our way, and hopefully we can do that next week, if not the week after. And also, I think part of that show, just for the record will be commercials that we're on the fence about, or at least I am. Like, I came across one that somebody posted to our Facebook page today that I am dying to discuss with you, Vives. And we haven't talked about it off the air. I'm not going to bring it up now, but it is a commercial that I have very, very, very mixed and strong feelings about. So I I think there's a lot to adjudicate. All right. Well, yes, please send them in. Um, Put... uh I don't know, commercial court or something in the, in the subject line, if you want me to be sure and, and include it. Um, our first piece of uh, listener feedback is from listener Matthew. Um, Matthew writes, when you played the new Coke ad, this was when we talked about commercial um, ads for products that failed. Mm-hmm. Um, when you pay, played the new Coke ad featuring new edition, I immediately recognized the tune. I've listened to 88.5 KNX, KNKX, formerly KPLU. Sorry, that's, that's some real inside Seattle mm. uh, business. Since moving Actually, that helps for me, though, because I, I can never remember that it's K. What is it? KNKX now? It's, it's like, been, it looks like... Uh, it's like connects, right? It's They're like connects, to... but it looks like uh, kinks to me. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, I don't... 
I, I love you folks over at New KPLU, but I don't think you picked the best call letters for memorizing. But anyway, go ahead. So uh, since moving to so I've been listening to 88.5 since moving to Tacoma over 20 years ago. And one of the tunes they frequently play is an old tune, Waters of March, by the Brazilian composer Antonio Carlos uh, Jobim, Jobim, I guess, hmm. uh, as performed by Susanna McCorkle. The songs are one and the same! Wait a second. So you're saying that the new edition song is the same as... Is it a classical? But play, stop, don't play this okay. first. Play the new Coke ad as okay. a reminder to our listeners. And this, and the new Coke ad is a real new edition song. They changed the lyrics to, right? All right, we're new edition. We're here to introduce the great new taste of Coca-Cola, the taste of today. find a okay. reference to that song per, as performed by New Edition as a Coke commercial. I could have, uh, yeah, I think I was wrong with my memory. I thought it was a, a, like a parody or a reworking. Okay, so now this is Waters of March. Performed by Susanna McCorkle. Okay. É pão, é pedra, é o fim do caminho É o resto de toco, é um pouco sozinho Good grief. It's exactly the same. What came a first? Stick, oh, stone. this one, Waters of it's March. It's the end of the road. It's feeling alone, it's the weight of your load, it's a sliver of glass, it's life, it's the sun, it's night, it's death, it's a knife, it's a gun, a flower that blooms, a fox in the brush, a nut in the wood, the song of a thrush, the mystery of life, the steps in the hall, the sound of the wind and the waterfall. It's the moon floating free, it's the curve of the slope, it's an N, it's a B, it's a reason for hope. No kidding! Isn't that great? And this is a song with a lot of history, first published yeah, in 1972. Yeah, a ton of people have recorded like, it, including yeah, like, like Art Garfunkel. Yeah, it's like a Brazilian and, song. Huh, no um, kidding. This is my absolute favorite kind of feedback, like this, you know, things that I would just never know otherwise. Um, but like these weird little connections, and this this Wikipedia page that you're looking at here actually acknowledges that it was used for the Coke. Oh, commercial. really? Yeah, look under um, like in popular culture. No kidding, that is fantastic. I yeah, love so it. thank you so much, Matthew. That's my favorite kind of thing to find out. I'm just gonna keep playing the music yeah, until right. until you come up with the next one. Uh, our next piece of feedback is from listener John. Uh, John writes: Your recent cheese and G's episode reminded me of a definite G for me. I hadn't heard you mention it. Uh, it was entirely, it was evidently a Super Bowl ad. Uh, but if you already did, please disregard. We have not mentioned this. This is an ad for Cure Auto. Um, and it is, as uh, as John says, a, about a son at his father's deathbed, which uh, is always a goldmine for laughs. Right. So, it's an insurance, auto insurance. Auto, Cure Auto insurance. Okay, yeah. want me to play Sorry, it? did I say auto? Yeah. yeah. Just go ahead and play it? Go ahead and hit play. So it's just a like Sorry. middle-aged white guy at his deathbed, yeah. his father's There's deathbed. Uh-oh. Damn. Now he sees a sexy nurse. <laughs> or doctor, excuse me. Now he's so distracted Death? by the sexy doctor 
that the dad dies. I love that they went to the extra. I love that they were like, oh, I know how we can avoid making this super gross. We'll make the sexy babe who distracts him a doctor and not a nurse. You're the one who just assumed she was a nurse. You see a woman in a hospital and you assume nurse. So not that there's anything wrong with that being commercial a nurse. is terrible. They that commercial got so much backlash that they had to record or issue like um, a second version of it where the dad like comes like doesn't really die and they had to put like a website up saying like the dad's not dead, Good but he dude. clearly is dead. Like so, the, people were more offended by the dad dying than the objectification. Oh, yeah. Welcome to yeah, America. Yeah, right. Yeah. It turns out that those people. Uh, all right. Um, let's get off that. Well, actually, um, really quickly, I think that that commercial, what's telling also about that commercial is all the, after you play that, all of the other ads <laughs> that YouTube wants us to play. Now, here's a best car insurance commercial in London to some sexy woman getting out of a car. Here's 10 banned Super Bowl commercials and the, the still image is some woman grossly licking a corn dog in a very suggestive way. Uh, 2015 most sexy banned commercials. That's one thing we come why across a lot. Why do you think they lot. want us like, to see Cocoa Puffs, though? Uh, you know why that one is, don't you? That Some of these are just uh, leftovers from things that I've looked for. Oh. And the, <laughs> for the uh, for the, I was looking for an image to use or a video to use to illustrate our "We'll Be the Judge" uh, segment coming up. So I found this cocoa puffs. I'm going to light up and down this elevator. Oh, this is the wrong one. It's but I was looking at cocoa puffs commercials where there's it takes place in a courtroom <laughs> earlier. Anyway, anyway, um, yeah. There's one thing that there is this phenomenon though that when you're looking for commercials or just inspiration or whatever, you always find these quote unquote banned commercials that I don't even believe ever really existed. Uh, they're, they're just created like these, to be part of these, these just like montages, montages. upon montage yeah. of just like these stupid like oh like borderline nip slips or yeah. whatever. It's I like think there so must be whole gross. there must be whole sort of ad agencies that specialize in like they 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 film your um you know your GoDaddy your sexy GoDaddy commercial and then while they've got everybody there like they do a couple of like too dirty for TV right. versions or yeah. something. You know? There's a dirty Skittles one where I believe that there's some um, sexual relations happen between a newlywed couple. I can't remember exactly what the Skittles joke is. Ooh. Actually, I think I just remembered it and should probably just stop talking. Now, okay. what else do we got? Uh, this is from listener Amy who writes only, I'm traumatized. This is for a GE commercial called Ideas Are Scary. And I remember seeing this This is the one, one I was talking about that I want adjudicated. Oh, Let's well, just do sorry. it now. No, I, this will be good. It. I had grabbed it off This will of be the, good. Uh, let's talk about this some bitch and like let's adjudicate it because I have some complex feelings about okay. this. So it opens in like a, a hospital delivery room. Okay. And there's Ideas like... Ideas are scary. It's like this furry, big-eyed... Puppet. Yeah, sorry. I realize that we can't kind of talk over top of this one. It's like you're right. It's like almost a Jim Henson yes. creation, uh, and it has just been born. But it's giant. It's super hairy, and even though it's got these really big eyes, it's not really cute. It's yeah, very disheveled it's, and kind of gross looking. It's kind of gross looking, and it, then, but it, with like a certain amount of pathos it kind of goes out into the world and it's very unloved and people mm -hmm. keep rejecting it as it walks up and then as the commercial goes on this thing that's already kind of very hairy and everything has been just dragging itself through the streets of new york or other big cities getting dirtier and sleeping more, on the streets sleeping on the streets and more and more people are just like not helping it at all and so just kind of continuing this cycle of a miserable life of this of this disgusting muppet thing that Starts off not totally disgusting, but kind of near the end of it is getting very disgusting. And, and this Muppet represents the 
it, it just represents ideas. So imagine all that stuff going on as we listen to this, uh, as the, to this voice track. Ideas are scary. They come into this world ugly and messy. People are throwing stuff at it. Ideas are frightening because they threaten what is known. They are the natural-born enemy of the way things are. Getting kicked out of buildings, sleeping on the street under a box. Snuck into somebody's house, it's getting kicked out again. People are yelling at it. Yes, ideas are scary. And messy. But and wait. Fragile. I'm going to pause it here because now suddenly there's one person who seems to have taken an interest in this in this sad creature, and it's outside of a building, outside a General Electric building. And it would look like it's an employee of General Electric who's saying, Hey, little fella, what's going on with you? Why don't you, why don't you come in here where, where we respect ideas? But under the proper care... Oh, suddenly it's getting cleaner. Its tail is... Becoming beautiful, they colored plumage. Beautiful. And it's got like a sort of a peacock tail at the end. Do you think that's like a nod to NBC? Or was this after oh, NBC already been sold? Oh, that's a great question. I would like to see when this ad happened. Because, yeah, by the end, it's cleaned up and it is being welcomed onto a stage, full, you know, whether it's addressing investors or whatever that represents. And it's a beautiful creature that has, you know, colorful plumage on its head and a big peacock tail, as you say, and it's being applauded. Because even though other companies are scared of ideas, General Electric takes in ideas and helps turn them into something beautiful. Having watched it twice now, the first time I was just like, this is awful, this is great, this is awful, this is great. I'm really leaning hard towards, that's a great commercial. Yeah, I remember when this one aired. Or really? When it was new. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty memorable. I don't know that it was in heavy rotation, but I remember it, seeing it somewhere before. I always liked it. I think that it's, um, it's, it's actually kind of innovative mm-hmm. uh, in terms of trying something new, and it, it in the same way that... By the same token that I don't care for those GE ads that are like, we talked about this last week yeah. or I think it was yes, last, last week, week, where um, it's very much about like, uh, you know, we're both a digital and an industrial company and they try to make the point in this very like sort of what to me feels clumsy way. This is actually making a sort of similar point about the kind of company that they are versus like, this is the thing that we sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a hard thing to pull off. It's a hard thing to pull off because it's so conceptual, and I actually think they do a nice job with it. By the now, having said that, I understand why people might find it traumatizing or or uh, unpleasant because it is kind of a. There are some disturbing images in it. Um, here's a. I'm just doing a little bit of on the fly research about it. It did come out in 2014. It was the ad of the day for Ad Week back in 2014, directed by. Uh, Noam Murrow, by the way, who is best known for directing 300 Rise of an Empire. I assume that's the sequel. Just uh, 300. 300 was just simply called 300, I think right? So, yeah. Um, he directed Smart People, which I think rings a bell to me, and uh, Watership Down. Um, and I, you know, the thing that the reason I'm looking this up, Vives, is because I see that it was posted to YouTube in 2014, but I think it was just posted to our page because some folks said they saw it recently during a football commercial. Oh, so apparently, it's Maybe still in rotation. Kind of, uh, revived yeah, it. I uh, I think that 
it does what you were saying, which is takes a con- it's hard to advertise concepts, yeah. right? And I think they do a really good job. Yeah, but why were you so on the fence about it? Because I'd only watched it once, and it is really dark and dreary and drab. And I think I also was just like predisposed to kind of hate GE because I hate their new ad campaign so much. And maybe I was reluctant to give this one credit. I don't know. I just watched it maybe a half hour before we sat down to record this episode. So I hadn't really thought too much about it. This Adweek article does not like it. Yeah, what does it say? So I guess we're supposed to feel uplifted now and not be bothered by the really depressing first part of the ad. You know, the part that portrayed the world as an evil place full of terrible people who hate things that are different and were totally horrible to this poor sad creature. I guess this Uh, was written before the election. Yeah, guess what? It gets worse, uh, Emma Bazillion, um, who wrote this article back in 2014. You have no idea how awful the people in this country are but yeah. let's move on all right so we've got one <sighs> more thing long uh, to litigate uh this week which is the continuing battle over short-lived versus short-lived i how is this still an argument we, <laughs> we i mean people have actually even like posted from the like oxford english dictionary like it was short-lived short-lived is the proper way to say it i agree that enough people have said it incorrectly for so long that it, the correct way sounds wrong now but i'm sick of people saying we're wrong for saying it the right way well i'll just continue to say it the right way i don't mind being in the minority uh, i do want to say thank you to levi who uh who was initially mortified to have been proven wrong. And I think, Levi, don't listen to anyone who's telling you that you're right. You were definitely wrong. Um, <laughs> but but thank you for your, for your very funny apology uh, on the Facebook page. Uh, and so I, I did post, uh, I did, and I've heard from, you know, we've heard a lot from people like, well, I'm from this part of the country and I say it this way and I'm from that part of the country and I say it that way. It is, I think, a little bit of an edge case because there is a legit British pronunciation and then and a legit American pronunciation. Mm-hmm. And so they are both correct in the broad sense of like, this is the English language. Mm-hmm. Um, I did put a poll on our Facebook group and I'll leave it up. Uh, and I said, well, I just, I wrote, I actually had a typo in there, which I'll fix, but I asked like for some data, which is correct. And I, by correct, I want you to honestly ask yourself, which is right not which one do you say. But I don't think people are answering that way. Well, do it. And if you answered it wrong, go change I'm your answer. I'm a little answer. bit raw these days about people just saying things are true when the they're not. Are just not the, the, f- the, the Just the idea that this entire country can just run on lies. <laughs> well, I feel like you may be taking this a little I bit think too personally. That I, you know what? I think I, we need to be nearing the end of the yeah. show here. But I will say that right now the count is... Um, 80 for lived, lived as in shivved, and uh, 18 for lived as in dived. And did you want me to play this voicemail or no? Yeah, is this go ahead related and play. to this, it? This is related to it, and this really kind of uh, sums up the whole, the whole argument. Okay, let's take a listen. Hi, this is Allison from Madison, Wisconsin. Um, I'm listening right now to Shut Up and Take My Money. And the uh, caller who, or the emailer, I should say, who wrote in to say that um, it's pronounced short-lived and not short-lived. And I had to call because... I first heard you guys say short-lived on TBTL, and then I started hearing it on After These Messages, and I had the same reaction as the other listener, um, except for, I guess, this probably says something about my self-confidence, because my first reaction was, have I been pronouncing this word wrong my whole life? Yeah. Um, I also say short-lived, and I want to propose that it could be a regional difference, a dialect. Uh, I've lived in a lot of different places around the United States, and there are lots of words that are pronounced slightly differently depending on where you're from. Um, 
interesting that you say it's the British version of the word because I found, find that I also say things like dreamt instead of dreamed. So mm. who knows? Maybe the places I've lived have had more of a British influence. But I wanted to let you know that there are other people in the U.S. who say short-lived. I love your show, and I can't wait to listen to more episodes. Thanks. Bye. I want to be very clear about this. I don't care if you say short-lived. I feel like I really uh, yeah, yeah, opened no, up a wound here. I can't. Is this a proxy war? Oh, it's going to be all proxy wars. Just buckle up. Yeah. Um, I don't care if you say short-lived. That's absolutely fine. I said short-lived most of my life until I learned the correct way to say short-lived. I chose to make the change because I like to be precise. As you can tell listening to the show, everything I do is well-researched and precise. Yeah. Um, no, I when I learned that, I was like, oh, that's interesting. So if you're kind of like, oh, I didn't know the original proper pronunciation was short-lived. I didn't know that. Short-lived seems more natural to me. Everything else we say is lived. I'm going to stick with it. Amen. Don't say we're wrong. Don't just say because you have an opinion that the facts are wrong. That's how Trump becomes president. And with that, uh, we, we will bid you adieu. <laughs> I've got. I'm. We're working through this. We're working through it, and yeah. everything. We're gonna and uh, everything's gonna be fine. Fair, eventually, fair warning. We're gonna keep working through it. <laughs> I, am, I am working through it, but uh, for the most part, it's been fun. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. You can sell. You can really sell anything. This is actually me and my brother rapping on this track. <laughs> if we're just making things up. Uh, hey, everybody. Sorry for the rant, uh, sort of. Uh, thanks for listening. Despite my uh, yelling and admonishment at the end, it's been a real fun show. I was actually very glad to do it. Yeah, we're so proud and so happy to be in year two with you all. Yeah. We're loving the Facebook group. The, the engagement there is amazing, and it's so much fun. Uh, to mix it up there with everybody. Yeah, Thank- we should have done that so much sooner. It's been yeah. so much fun on Facebook. If you haven't checked it out yet, it's now the only after these messages group yeah, out oh, there, right? Yeah, I wanted right? to quickly address this. Um, yeah. Someone had emailed me, I think, or, or posted, I can't remember, and said, hey, you know, I, I'd really love to be able to go back and listen to the old ones. Please don't take down the, the oh. old Facebook page. But you can you can absolutely listen to all the old episodes. They're all, they're all available on SoundCloud. They're all yeah. available anywhere that... Um, uh, po- podcasts are sold and right. given away. Like you can absolutely listen. And if you're and if you want the links to anything in particular uh, and that you can't find uh, from where I used to post them, uh, which I think I've been delinquent about in the last two weeks, uh, just email me. Email me and and I will send you whatever links I have them all stored somewhere. Yeah, and again, it's after these messages show at gmail dot com. And if you're ever having trouble finding, like, what is there? What is the home base where all of the old shows are? Maybe you listen on iTunes or or some other app, and the old ones you're not seeing anymore. Um, go to our Facebook group after these messages on Facebook, and um, up at the very top of that page, you're going to see a pinned post that has a link to our SoundCloud page. The so- it's SoundCloud dot com slash after these messages show but you can always find a link to it there and that's where that's where we live that's our audio home and so everything is there going back to episode one which it's so funny Viz. it would be so embarrassing i think to go back how would you feel about going back to listening to episode one i don't think i would have the fortitude to do it i feel like I we've I kind of it. i feel like we've i'm not saying we're a perfect show now but we've found more of a groove and yeah, we also used to edit it a lot more that's true too though yeah maybe they maybe they were tighter but anyway anyway like you said Vives, it's been a, it's been a great year and i'm looking forward to doing a lot more of these with you. Yeah.
That's it for today. Should we give out the voicemail? It's 607-444-5597. And you know the rest of the information. We will talk to you guys next Tuesday. From Goodfellas, complex. I'm Shiv Kumar Batalvi. I'm complex. I'm Sahir Lodhyanvi. I'm complex. I'm Abrar Alvi. I'm complex.